Today's scripture reading is from two places. Uh, The first reading is from the Old Testament, the book of Jeremiah. The second from the New Testament, the epistle to the Philippians. Here the Old Testament reading from Jeremiah 8.21. Since my people are crushed, I am crushed. I mourn and horror grips me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is there no healing for the wound of my people? Oh, that my head were a spring of water and my eyes a fountain of tears. I would weep day and night for the slain of my people. Oh, that I had in the desert a lodging place for travelers so that I might leave my people and go away from them. For they are all adulterers, a crowd of unfaithful people. The second reading is from Philippians 2, 1, 5. If then there's any comfort in Christ, any consolation from love, any partnership in the spirit, any tender affection and sympathy, make my joy complete, be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or empty conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. This is the word word of God for the people of God. Good morning, church. Good morning. As you see the globe in altar, uh, by the way, thank you to Val who decorated uh, the altar today. On the first Sunday in October, United Methodist Congregation joined many Christian churches worldwide in celebrating World Communion Sunday. This day serves as a reminder that we are one in Christ, emphasizing the holiness of our communion with God and with one another. It promised the unity in Christ, transcending cultural, linguistic, and theological differences, and reminds us of our shared responsibility for each other and for God's creation. As we continue our sermon series, Caring for God's Creation, through the book of Jeremiah, I thought that today would be the perfect opportunity for us to reflect on our responsibility, our brothers and sisters worldwide. Would you join me in prayer? Amazing God, we invite you in this place When we observe the season changing, we feel your greatness and your faithfulness. Lord, as we continue on our journey with this sermon series, inspire us with your word and help us to have open hearts and open minds so that we can be what you want us to be and to do. 
We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's scripture reading from Jeremiah begins with Jeremiah lamenting the wickedness and the stubbornness of the people who were unwilling to turn back to God. Throughout the ages, God has consistently conveyed the same message to people of Israel and Judah through the prophets like Jeremiah and Isaiah. The message was stop sinning, repent, and return to God. However, they chose to worship other gods, believing that these deities would bring them wealth and reputation, and they committed evil deeds in the eyes of the Lord. Showing no respect for their parents, deceiving each other, and neglecting the poor and the marginalized, their sole focus was on filling their stomachs and enhancing their reputation. Consequently, God decided to punish his beloved people by bringing about the destruction of the nation. As a prophet, Jeremiah foresaw the future of his nation, a devastating destruction by the Babylonian army with his people suffering, dying, and being exiled to foreign lands. Last week in chapter four, we experienced Jeremiah's profound anguish as a prophet brought by the wickedness and the stubbornness of the people of Judah. And today's reading continues to depict his suffering as he witnessed the fate of his people and growing increasingly frustrated with their wicked attitude and wrongdoings towards God and towards God's people. And Jeremiah's emotion become even more pronounced this time. And in chapter 9, verse 1, Jeremiah expressed a heartfelt wish that his head could be a well of water and his, his eyes like fountains of tears, allowing him to weep weep day and night for the suffering of his people. This is why many biblical scholars call him the weeping prophet. Entire whole ministry, there was no any happy day, but only crying day and night. And in verse 2, Jeremiah even expressed a desire to flee 
and forget about these people to escape the overwhelming pain. However, due to his deep love for his people, he couldn't do it. So he suffered, he wept, and cried day and night. Biblical scholars interpret that Jeremiah, while expressing his own pain, is also reflecting the pain of God. As Jeremiah despairs for the people, so too God despairs. As Jeremiah fills up with tears, so too our God weeps. This is because the prophet, a prophet is the one who sees the world through the eyes of our Lord and with the hearts of the Lord. While reflecting on today's passage from Jeremiah, my heart became frustrated by the stubbornness of the people of Judah who did not listen to the prophet and who did not want to change their minds. But they chose to do evil instead. This insight led me to realize that we are not that different from the people of Judah. We are also stubborn. Firstly, we are stubborn to listen to God who is ultimate good. We hardly listen to God's words when our lives go well. We seek for God's help when we face challenges in our lives. And the most of the time, we do not listen to God, but we rather seek something else that pleases our ears and our eyes and fulfills our desires. This kind of living is a sin, which means missing the mark, the failure. Tag team? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the same word in Greek is hamatia. That means it's missing the mark. It means the failure to do all that our Lord requires. Secondly, we are stubborn about environmental issues. Last week, we watched the speech made by the climate activist Greta Thunberg at the UN Climate Summit in 2019. In her speech, she said that, quote, global leaders do not see the urgency of climate change, rather they are interested in economic growth, quote. I think her saying is truth because the world that we live in encourage us to spend more, buy more. If you don't buy, that is a sin. 
We need to buy the new iPhone all the time. We need to buy the new clothing all the time. And as a result, each, every year, we create tons, tons of landfills by consuming goods and foods without knowing how it would impact the earth and other living creatures and other people around the world. In verse 22, Jeremiah cries out that, is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Then why then have my people not been restored to health? These questions are understood as rhetorical questions. The Gilead was a land uh, that located was tag team <laughs> in the east of the Jordan River, when known for its spices and, uh, oh my God, <laughs> I gave you the script. <laughs> next, next please. The map, uh, next. No, next. Yes, there you go. <laughs> so Gilead, you see the red mark? Um, so Gilead was a land that was located in the east of the Jordan River, well known for its spices and ointment. The balm of Gilead was, therefore, a high-quality ointment with healing properties. Thus, the question, is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no fish in there? Can be understood this way. Yes, there are bombs available for them to be healed. However, my people's wounds are so deep, they refuse to take it. Yes. There is a physicians available who can cure them, but their hearts are so hardened, they do not want to see the doctor. That is why Jeremiah weeps, so does our God. Brothers and sisters, this limitation also applies to us. We know that Christ is the only Savior who can save us from our sins and who can give us eternal life and eternal joy. Like the bomb in Gilead, like a physician, Christ is right here for us, waiting for us, to heal us and make us new. But aren't we rejecting the Christ invitation? Are we searching for something else to satisfy our empty soul? Are we saying that we do not need Christ in our lives? Sometimes we also question, if God is sovereign, why there are so many evil people existing and evil things happening in this world? 
because we are here because God grant us free will. In the beginning, God created human beings in God's image. I sure we did the same message two weeks ago. According to the John Wesley, having God's image means in threefold. Firstly, we have natural image, which means we are spiritual and we can make choices. Secondly, being made in God's image means that we have a political image, which means that we can take care of the world and we have a relationship. Thirdly, we have a moral image, which means we are meant to be good and to do what's right. The freedom of make choices is a blessing from God that makes who we are as a human being. Without the ability to choose the bad, we could never choose the good. Without the ability to choose anger and hate, we could never choose love and compassion. However, unfortunately, as a human history reflects, we as human beings have abused the freedom to make choices. We have chosen evil instead of good. We have chosen greed and desire instead of love and compassion. We too often, humanity has been awful decisions decisions of hate, war, greed, neglect, devastation, exploitation, and inhumanity. Because of those decisions, our God made the decision to send his only son, Jesus Christ, to us and to this world. And our Lord Jesus Christ made the decision to come to us to teach and love and share God's love with us. However, what happened 2,000 years ago? The human being made again the aw an awful decision to crucify Jesus Christ. And what, what was our God doing that happened? God was weeping. God was weeping as he watched his son Jesus suffer and died on a cross. But through those tears, God knew that the war had ultimately been won. And Jesus resurrected, and he brings his life back. That is our hope. Church, as I said earlier, we have the power 
to make decisions for ourselves and for our next generation. We have the power to make better choices that can stop all evil things in the world and create a better world. Please know that the power is from God, our Lord. And to use that power in a right way to create a better world, we must to turn to God. And we must to listen to God. Because God is the one who can empower us to do the good things and also to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in all the forms they may take. Once we turn back to God, God, God will pour out the same mind and the same heart and the same love in Christ to us as the passage from the Philippians states, so that we can bring goodness to others and to God's creation. And we can take care of God's creation and God's people with God's love. So I hope you reserve this message in your hearts, deep in your mind, and whenever you have a chance to make your choices, pretty much every day, I pray that you listen to God first before you make a decision. Think about what kind of decision God will make. Ask God first and then make a right choice and better choice to create a better world. Amen. Amen.